welcome to Pursuit Church Podcast, where we give those far from God the opportunity to pursue Christ. We are so glad you are here, and wherever you're listening from, we believe God has a word for you through today's message. Psalm 100, uh, verses 1 through 5. It's the, it's the whole psalm. It's uh, just five verses. Psalm 100, uh, beginning with that verse 1, it says, and I'm sure we've probably mostly have heard of it, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations. And surely it really has because we know the truth even in 2023. This morning I want to speak on the subject, give thanks. Give thanks. You may be seated, church. Give thanks. I am so very uh, thankful today because I don't have to be the best. I don't have to be the top salesman. I don't have to be the best player. I don't have to be the wealthiest man in town. I don't have to be the mayor or the governor or the president. I don't have to be the best at this or that. I don't have to be the most popular. I don't have to have the most followers. I don't have to have the best job or the best house or the best car or the nicest clothes. I don't have to be any of these things for God to know me and for God to love me. In fact, I could be the greatest failure and still God would stoop down to where I was and tell me and tell you that he loved you and that you were important to him and that he had a plan and a purpose for your life. And for that, I am so thankful. I am thankful that I know Jesus and I am thankful that Jesus is so kind and loving and forgiving and merciful. And I don't know why he is so good, church. Because he doesn't have to be, but he is. He is an awesome God, and for that I'm thankful. I'm so very thankful today. And so this week, uh, we'll be celebrating Thanksgiving. And Thanksgiving, as we all know, is a federal holiday and it's always celebrated on the fourth Thursday of November. Uh, the very first Thanksgiving was celebrated by the first European settlers, in which we would also call the pilgrims. And they celebrated their first harvest and what they would call the New World in 1621. And the day was reserved for the pilgrims to celebrate and thank God for the many blessings that they had received. Uh, it wasn't until the year 1863 that it was made an actual public holiday as 
Uh, President Abraham Lincoln proclaimed a national day of thanksgiving and praise to our Father who dwelleth in the heavens. And truly, that is what thanksgiving is all about, and I hope we never lose that. You know, as so long as we've got America And so long as America is free, we should be so very thankful. And I don't want to ever forget the reason that we celebrate Thanksgiving. Because if you look around, much of our society has seemingly forgotten. And and my generation and those younger don't speak much about it and are probably not as thankful as previous generations, but I hope the church here in America that has so much freedom never loses what Thanksgiving is all about, for we are so thankful for God. We're so thankful for the many blessings in serving God, and we're so thankful for His unending mercy and grace that He has showed us. For where would we be without this wonderful and gracious God. And so on Thursday of this week, the menu is uh, much the same around our country as nearly 50 million uh, turkeys come out of the oven and families travel, sometimes long distances. And uh, they gather together to celebrate the blessedness and the goodness of God. And Thanksgiving is a good thing. Thanksgiving is a holy thing. The Bible uh, has the word thanksgiving in it 27 times. One of the most popular verses is found in Psalm 100, verse 4. I'm sure we have all heard it before today. It is, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. You know, I know a lot of times we come to church and we're thinking about uh, the ways that we can be blessed and how this service might benefit us in our walk with God. But according to this verse of Scripture, when we come into the presence of God, we are supposed to be ready to bless Him and lift His name up and be thankful unto Him at all times. And so uh, when we enter the presence of God, we ought to enter His gates with thanksgiving and we ought to enter His courts with praise. And I know uh, that we don't have gate and we don't have courts and it's not set up like the Old Testament. Uh, But when you entered the doors in the back this morning... Or I suppose that's the front. But when you opened up, when you went through the doors and you got in here and you remembered what God had done for you and is doing for you in your life, I hope you entered into his gates with thanksgiving today and you entered his courts with praise. And I hope that you really are thankful on this Sunday before Thanksgiving. And I hope that maybe you've shown up with some sort of praise today, some sort of worship. I hope you've come ready to, no matter what's happening in your life, you've come ready to bless his name because we're so thankful, us Christians, in serving the Lord, to be able to come together, you know, and and just have the freedom to worship and lift our hands and hear the word of the Lord. We truly are blessed. Now, uh, the psalmist wrote many things on the subject of thanksgiving. 
In Psalm 91, it says, It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name. Psalm 92, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Psalm 95, let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and let's make a joyful noise. Psalm 9, verse 1, I will give thanks to you, Lord, with my whole heart. Even Jesus frequently expressed gratitude himself before raising Lazarus from the dead and before multiplying those loaves and fishes and uh, before passing the cup to his disciples at the Last Supper, Jesus would pray and give thanks. So no wonder the Apostle Paul in the New Testament later declared to the church, in everything, give thanks. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. It is the will of God that we give thanks and that we give thanks often. And so today, church, we can give thanks for the opportunity to repent and change and start over. We can give thanks to the God who is always merciful. We can give thanks for our families and our friends and our loved ones. We can give thanks for the opportunity to help and to serve and to love one another. We can even uh, give thanks for our battles and our trials for which we would have never learned the things that we know otherwise. And most of all, we can give thanks unto God for everything that he has done in our life. Your life may not be perfect today, mine's not, but I'm sure you've got something to thank God for. I'm sure that there's something that you could begin to lift your voice about today. I'm sure that there's something that God has done for you that could cause you to begin to clap your hands and give God praise this morning. For God is not a God who holds back his mercy and goodness in church. So aren't you so thankful that you're able to serve this Jesus? Aren't you so thankful that his blood has redeemed you and set you free? Aren't you so thankful that he has made a way for you to be saved? And aren't you so thankful that when you woke up this morning, you woke up with brand new mercy and the opportunity uh, for a new day and to start all over if you wanted to. And so the Lord is so very good and, and there is nobody more deserving of thanks and praise than God today. I want to go back real quick to Psalm 100, verse 4. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. God is a God of detail. He's, he's in the details. He cares about the details. And uh, science tells us that there's over one 100 million stars in our galaxy alone and that there may even be over 125 more galaxies in the universe with equal or more stars in each. Psalm 147 tells us God not only numbered every one of those stars, 
but he called them by name. I thought about that this week. It was so tough to think of two names for boys when me and my wife had just had these two boys. I couldn't imagine coming up with a name for every one of the stars. But that is great detail. Take a walk through a garden, take a walk through a forest and try to count the many different shades of green. It's great detail. The Bible itself contains 66 books by more than 40 authors and spans more than 1,600 years. And the Bible is evidence of God's attention to the very many details when you realize that it is the infallible, never-failing, eternal word of God. And so we should not be surprised. And then when it came a time for the God of heaven to have a physical dwelling place here on earth, he would be very specific about what that home would be. And so in the Old Testament, we can find and read where God would give the Israelites what they called the tabernacle. And the tabernacle church was a movable tent of meaning. It, it, it was this like portable church, portable sanctuary that God had commanded Moses to build so that God could dwell among his people. It was God's desire that he would fellowship and commune with them. And in the tabernacle and its courtyard were constructed according to an exact pattern by God. And I won't go into it really, but uh, the tabernacle consisted of different parts and sections. And at the beginning, there was the entrance gate. And, and then there was the outer court and the brazen altar and uh, the laver of water. And then there was a veil. And once you passed the veil, you would enter the holy place. And then once you, uh, there was a second veil. And once you passed the second veil you would enter the holy of holies and and that's where the ark of the covenant would sit and that's where the very presence of God would dwell there in the holy of holies but church before they could ever get into the holy of holies and before they could ever get to the holy place and and before they could ever get to that laver of water and cleanse themselves and and to the brazen altar to sacrifice they first had to enter the gate and that is what Psalm 100 verse 4 comes from. It speaks of a literal gate in the Old Testament. And again, it says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Church, there was no other way inside that tabernacle except the entrance gate. You couldn't climb up the walls. You couldn't uh, dig a tunnel underneath. You couldn't somehow squeeze your way into the fence post. You would have to enter that gate. And Moses said to Aaron, this is what the Lord spoke, saying, by those who come near me, I must be regarded as holy. And before all the people, I must be glorified. And so where and when is the Lord glorified? He is glorified at the entrance gate at the very beginning. There were many important elements to the tabernacle, but it all began at the gate. And so again, the psalmist said, enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. The instruction from the psalmist David is quite simple. Church, it is with much thanksgiving and much praise that we gain entrance through the gate and we find a place in the courts of the Lord. There is no other way into his presence. There is no other way 
way into his courts except by praise and thanksgiving. And praise and thanksgiving was to come first. And so, church, we have sins for which we must repent and we have needs for which we must bring to God and we must have uh, sacrifices that are offered up and we have heavy burdens that need to be laid down. But before any of those things, praise must come first. The gate represented praise. Before they could sacrifice, God wanted praise. Before they could cleanse themselves, before they could ask anything of God, before they could enter his presence and dwell there in that holy place, God wanted praise. God wanted praise and thanksgiving first. In church, there is power. There is much power and praise both for the giver and the receiver. To the receiver, it brings them the glory that is due. And our God deserves much praise. The king of glory deserves unending praise. And to the giver, the person who rightfully lifts up the name of the Lord and praises him, it brings comfort to a troubled mind, brings rest to the weary, it brings hope to the struggling, it brings direction to the lost. Praise is one of the most uh, important and powerful things that you can do in your life. It's why, you know, you could be uh, getting in your car from a long day of work. Maybe it was a bad day and you start to drive home and you can turn on some praise and, and worship music in your car and you can begin to praise the Lord and, and get lost there in the front seat as you're driving and, and all of a sudden some peace and some hope and, and some joy and some strength comes to you in that vehicle because there's power, much power and praise. And according to scripture, David uh, was a man after God's own heart. And maybe that was uh, because he knew how to repent and he would be faithful and obedient. But I have to believe that a big reason why David was called a man after God's own heart is because David knew how to praise. David knew how to take that instrument of his and play his secret chord and lift up the name of Jesus and give thanks. And church, if you want the power of God in your life, if you want to see the of God, if you want to be somebody who's close to the heart of God, you've got to be somebody who knows how to praise and give thanks unto God. And look, I get it. We're all human. We're all living human lives with our troubles and it's not always going to seem like a good time to give praise. Not everything in your life will ever be perfect. There will always be needs for which you need help with. There will always be, you know, prayer requests that you need answered. And maybe you're facing the trial of your life right now. Maybe you're facing the trial of your life in this moment. But God deserves 
praise. And if you're really going to get the attention of God in your mess, if you're really going to get the attention of God in your your life, and if you really want to be close to the heart of God, you'll always be thankful and ready to praise the Lord in the battle and in the trial and in the storm because God is a God who is deserving of much praise. And so uh, this is Thanksgiving week. And personally, I do have a whole list of things that I am uh, thankful for. I'm thankful for my wife who takes care of the, the screaming babies. I'm thankful for my two sons who are the screaming babies. Thankful for my family and my friends and my freedom and what God is doing. And so many more things I have to be thankful for today. But more than any of that, I'm so thankful that I have found salvation in Christ Jesus. I'm thankful, church, that I've been set free in Christ and and that I have the ultimate hope and that I'm walking with God and my family's walking with God and that heaven is my home. For that, I am thankful. And maybe this year, let's be honest, maybe you've had a long and and challenging one. You've had a long year, but friend, you've got so much to be thankful for if you have found salvation in Christ Jesus. We have the greatest hope that we could possibly have in this life. And so we always, at all times and in all circumstances, have something to be so thankful for, just knowing. Jesus. We have a reason to give thanks in every circumstance because we know that our life ultimately belongs to him. And if our life belongs to him, no matter what we're going through, we know that God will see the end of it. And through everything, I will praise him and give thanks. I will give so much Thanks. Let's all stand this morning, church. The Lord is worthy this morning, worthy of my praise and worthy of my thanks. I, 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 I just ask that everyone would stay. Uh, we won't have to play any music this morning because I would just want us to give some thanks. If there's a day that we should be ready to praise the Lord and, and give thanks, it should be today doesn't have to be so spiritual, uh, but it's just something we do. It's just like how we talk. And, and uh, I said, Cheyenne, that you can just stay at your seat this morning. We won't do music. Uh, but the Lord deserves thanks on the Sunday before Thanksgiving. There's a day we should be thankful for. There's a day we should smile and have some kind of joy in our life. It's today. We are blessed people just to know that I've been washed in the precious blood of Jesus and that I've been set free and that I've been redeemed and that heaven is my home and heaven is my hope. We've got so much, church, to praise God about. So today, I choose to give thanks. We can give thanks for his new mercy today. We can give thanks for his grace. We can give thanks that God has not forgotten about us, even though we have been so far from perfect. 
We can be given thanks to the God who endured the cross. We can give thanks to the one who thought it worth it to die for you and die. Today, we can give thanks. Today, I think it would be good that if we just took a moment and began to think about what God has done for us. Maybe it's about what God has kept you from. Maybe it's about where God has brought you. Maybe it's about what God has protected you from. Think about what God has done in your life. Like really think about it for a moment. Think about the mercy that he has shown you because he didn't have to. He doesn't have to be so good and gracious and merciful toward you. But here you are uh, standing here and, and God's grace is brand new today and his mercy is, is brand new again today. And, and so we have so much to give thanks for. And if, it, if it's that you need to repent and change and start over today, you can because his mercy is brand new. And so church, just for a minute or so, you can use your voice if you want to. You can say it out loud or you can whisper. I wonder if we could just begin to give God some thanks this morning. Just give him some praise for a moment, Lord. We thank you for everything you've done in our life. And, and we thank you, Lord, for keeping your hand upon uh, our family and our church. And Lord, I pray, Lord Jesus, that we wouldn't hesitate to give you all the thanks that you deserve, Lord. We lift you high because there's no other name like your name this morning. Lord, I thank you for the freedom that you give us here in America, Lord. We can, we can just go to church and worship, and we don't have to worry about uh, maybe breaking the law or having to go to jail because they don't allow it. Lord, you've given us so much freedom, and for that, I thank you. Lord, I thank you for the blood that you shed, Lord God, 2,000 years ago when you endured the cross and, and you spilled your blood. Lord Jesus, I thank you for it. I thank Thank you, Lord, for the mercy and the grace that you've shown me. Just little old me. You've saved me, Lord Jesus, and for that I'm thankful. I'm so very thankful, Lord God, that your truth endureth to all generations and that I can know the name that's above all names today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. For more information about Pursuit, visit PursuitChurchAR.com. Thank you for listening and see you next week.